0: deposit of the holy spirit tonight and there's things that have happened transpired already and they're changing us bringing us from glory to glory strengthening us healing us amen and some of you felt something going on i know because i can tell there are things happening but whether you felt it or not the spirit of god is here and the spirit of the lord has touched you this evening already amen hallelujah hallelujah Good evening and welcome to the house of glory. We are so glad that you've joined us here as we celebrate Pentecost tonight, amen? And the title of this message is how to cultivate, how to cultivate the promises of God for your life. How to cultivate. See, Jesus came to redeem mankind And in Colossians 1, 13 and 14, it says that he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he has brought us into. Say, he's brought me into. Into Into the kingdom of his son, whom he loves. He's brought me into. And I have redemption and I have forgiveness of sins because of what he has done. Say, it's because of what Jesus did for me. See, Jesus came to establish a kingdom. Amen? Amen. In Romans fourteen seventeen, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy found in the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have, we are in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in us. We move by the power of the Holy Ghost when we yield to his spirit. Amen? And what you just saw tonight was a yielding of the Holy Ghost and unto him. Amen? Because his kingdom is here. His kingdom is being established. And Jesus said, my words shall never pass away. And we know this, right? My words shall never pass away. In Mark 13, 31, heaven and earth will pass away. What we see right now, what we know, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, he says, will never pass away. And you know that God is a covenant keeping God. And he doesn't alter what he says, right? And so Psalms 89:34 says I will not violate my covenant nor alter what my lips have spoken. That's why we when we get into divine alignment and we get into agreement for what God has already said in his word and we start to speak that word out loud then that word starts to transform our very our 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 life everything about us it starts to do its job to bring the transformation that it was intended to do Hallelujah. hallelujah the bible says to choose his word and when you choose his word you choose life when you choose this word, you choose life. Look at Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. He says, I call heaven and earth. He says, as a witness today against you, that I have set before you life and death, and blessing and curses, therefore choose life. What are we told to choose? Life and not death. We're chose to, we are told to choose life, that both you, and your descendants both you and your descendants may live what a promise i'm hanging on to that promise i have a prophetic word for you today and it's a dunamis word a rhema word father i pray right now i thank you lord god for the leading of your holy spirit i thank you lord god that you said that you would arise and that your enemies would scatter I thank you Lord that right now you have already Lord arisen in us and the enemy is scattered and I thank you Lord God that you have given us the tongue of the learned, Father God and the ear of the learned, Father God that we would be able to give a word to that which would be weary Father God and that they would increase in learning and that they would arise to where they were supposed to be the whole time let he that has an ear let him hear let he that has an ear let him hear tonight what the spirit of the Lord is saying I thank you Father God we we fix our minds upon you we fix our ear upon your ear upon your heart we fix our heart right now upon the living breathing word of God which is alive I thank you Lord God for the change I thank you Lord God for the dunamis power I thank you Lord God for the Pentecost the birthing the newness this day that you have given us we give you all the praise for all you have done, will do and continue to do in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus and all of God's children said, so on Pentecost, not only do we remember the birthing of the church, not only do we remember that we remember harvest, we remember first fruits, but this prophetic word that God spoke to my spirit to bring tonight, and that is to tend to what? You have birthed. We must tend to what we have birthed. Some of us have birthed some things. Have you birthed anything in the spiritual realm? Yes. Yes. And some are in the process of birthing some things in the spiritual realm. But we must tend to what we have birthed. Not just birth it and run off and go try to birth something else, something else. But we're gonna tend to what we have birthed. First, Samuel. One, verse 20. Hannah was barren, but Hannah prayed. Amen? Hannah prayed. And not only did God hear her and answer her prayer with a child, Samuel, a male child, of which she asked for. But he also removed her barrenness, did he not? He removed her barrenness and he made her fruitful. He made her fruitful. And she tended to what the Lord gave birth to. Say I'm going to tend to what the Lord gives birth to in my life." She tended to what the Lord gave birth to in her life. And yearly, she visited him, Samuel, in the house of the Lord, and she gave him the robe that she would make every year. Let's read it in First Samuel chapter two. 18 and 19. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child, wearing a a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother used to make him a little robe and bring it to him year by year. When she came up with her husband, to offer the yearly sacrifice. Every year, she was tending to what she gave birth to. She didn't just say, well, I've done that. I gave birth to that assignment. Now let me run off and give birth to something else. Some things still need some attention in your life. There are some things that you've given birth to, but you haven't given the attention that they need. Are we following right now? See, there's a time of birthing and there's a time of tending. There's a time of birthing and there's a time of tending, to tend, to watch over, to take care of, to protect, to to nurture, to nurture something, to cultivate something, right? To manage something, correct? I wanna look at Hannah, but at the same time, we're gonna also look in the book of Acts, the birthing of the first century, Church. So you can keep your finger here in 1 Samuel, but we're going to jump over right now to, to Acts chapter 2. Because I want to make a comparison of the birthing and the tending. So Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. Verse 40. And with many other words he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. And those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3000 souls were added to them and they continued, what did they do? They continued, what did they do? They tended, they took care of, they nurtured, they looked after, they continued, steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers the church was birthed say the church was birthed and they went and did their work they continued to nurture there are things in your life that God is asking you to continue to nurture because the assignment that is on your life is not over yet. There are things in this church that the Lord wants to not only birth, but tend and continue to nurture, amen? Amen. See, many start things, but they don't finish. What's birthed in your life, but unattended to? Only you can answer that because the word of God tells us to count the cost, amen? It tells us to count the cost, but it also tells us to be a finisher of what we begin. So we're going to be finishers of what God has begun in our life, right? Amen? So just like the apostles, because of the breathing of the Holy Spirit and the church being birthed, and they, they tended to what was birthed in the Spirit, we too will tend to what God births in and through us. Amen? Amen. Now I want you to go back over to First Samuel chapter 1. Because before Hannah conceived, before she conceived, and before she gave birth to her promise, she was accused of something. Yeah. She was accused of being intoxicated. I want to read to you First Samuel one thirteen. Yeah. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. She was speaking in her heart. Does your heart speak? Yes. Does God hear the cry of your heart? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved. Says, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Eli thought she was intoxicated, right? Intoxicated. A longing. And I want you to hear this. A longing unfulfilled at the moment. It was like a longing unfulfilled that Hannah had a longing unfulfilled in your life, too, could be misunderstood to others closest to you. Eli misunderstood at the moment. That longing that was unfulfilled in Hannah's life was being misunderstood by those that were the very closest to her at that time. But the very same longing that is was and could be right now in your life, unfulfilled. That very same longing has potential to bring you to the heart of the father and conceive his best for you. Hannah pressed in. Hannah cried in bitterness of soul because she knew, oh God, just give me a son, a male son. This longing that was unfulfilled, though it appeared that she was intoxicated, Though it was misunderstood, that very same pressing into God caused the heart of God to move on her life, even though she was misunderstood. Don't be afraid when you're misunderstood. See, heartache contains purpose. I'm gonna say it again. Heartache contains purpose. I want you to turn to your neighbor right now. I want you to say that. Heartache contains purpose. Wanda, heartache contains purpose. Your heartache contains purpose. Yeah, Fee, your heartache contains purpose. Oh, it does. See, sometimes you think about the heartache and we don't see the purpose in it because we can't see the purpose. But heartache contains purpose. Yes, yet untapped, Purpose yet untapped. But once it's tapped into, once it's tapped into, the unveiling also will unleash you. Once you tap into the purpose that the heartache was containing, once you tap into it, it becomes, you become unveiled, and it unleashes the purpose in you. It's going to unleash the purpose in you once the unveiling, once you tap in, once you press in, because heartache contains purpose. That's good, that's good. Acts 2. Let's go back to Acts 2. We're going to go back and forth. As soon as the outpouring on the day of Pentecost occurred, the 120 in the upper room were also accused. They were also accused of being drunk with wine. I say we'd be in good company then, what do you think? Acts 2.13, others mocking and they said, well, they are full of wine. Somebody that maybe wouldn't understand the move of the spirit might walk in when we were in moving in the spirit as we were and they might say, but this is a bunch of freaks and crazy people, what kind of a church is this? What is that? I think they might be drunk or a little strange. <laughs> I think we're in good company. But not only that, look at Luke 7:34, because even Jesus was accused of being drunk by his critics. Even, even Jesus was accused. What is, what is up with this? The, the Son of Man has come eating and drinking, and you say, look, a glutton, and these are Jesus' words. And a wine bibber and a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Even Jesus was accused, obviously he wasn't, but even Jesus was accused. You know why? Because people do not understand zeal for his house. Because in John 2 17, it says that zeal for the house of God, it will consume us. It will consume us. In other words, the passion and the devotion for purity, the purity of God's call on your life. And I want you to hear this because Hannah was a woman of God that was consecrated to the Lord, her God, passion and devotion for the purity of the call of God on her life consumed her. She needed him and him alone to produce what only he could produce. It's gonna consume us zeal for a male child consumed Hannah and her fulfillment to the vow that she made was proof because she made a vow but she fulfilled her vow to God that was proof that zeal for his house consumed her her vow was a vow that she kept we make a vow before God we must keep the vow before God Bible says not to make a, a vow lightly but consider the cost. Zeal for his house will cause you to stand strong and I want you to hear this. Zeal for his house will cause you to stand strong even if you have to stand alone. Because of the inner witness to tend to what you birthed to. Whatever you birthed, this is an inner witness. And so the zeal for moving in the spirit of God, bringing him glory in everything that you do is gonna move you to actually tend to what he gave birth in and through you. Purpose untested is potential wasted. When the Holy Spirit was giving, and I'm telling you this was a Holy Spirit message because it was a download after download after download. And he said purpose untested 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 purpose you all have purpose we all have purpose but purpose untested is potential wasted oh dear god but bitterness of soul which is what hannah had at that moment that was yielded and surrendered to the lord and that is the key yielded and surrendered to the lord is potential to fulfill the greatest call of God on your life who's going to receive that right now yeah we all receive that right now see you can't walk under the revelatory inside of the cross until you've walked through the death and the loss of what is temporal come on we got to walk through the death we've got to walk through the loss of what is temporal before we can actually walk under the revelatory inside of what the cross gave us some things have to die in order for some things to be birthed. Some things just have to die. But once they're birthed, we must do what? Tend. Once they're birthed, we're gonna tend to the promises of God. We're gonna tend to what God has said for you to do. You're gonna, have, you're gonna ask him for the details. You're gonna say, Lord, how do I nurture this? How do I bring this to its fullness? You don't, for the ladies in the room, you don't just have a child and walk away. You want me to make it plain? You don't just have a child and walk away, do we, ladies? We have a child and we tend to the child. We take care of the child. We nurture the child. We discipline the child. We correct the child. We love the child. We raise the child up. We speak into the child. We direct and redirect the child we gotta tend to what we're giving birth to just like we tend to our newborn babies we tend to what God is saying in your life is being birthed God chose Peter God chose Peter to tend the church originally first when it was first birth on the day of Pentecost one who denied him three times I don't know him I don't know him But God says, I've chosen you. You're not going to disqualify yourself. We will not disqualify ourselves. Hallelujah. The church was birthed with power, with fire, and with purpose. And you, every one of you, have power, the power of the Holy Ghost. You have fire, the fire of the Holy Ghost. And purpose, the purpose of the Holy Ghost in your life. Let's go back to Acts chapter two. In Acts chapter two, and also Joel chapter two, we'll we'll just read it from the book of Acts. Because the church was birthed, as I said, with power, with fire, and with purpose. And Jesus said, he said, in the last days, I will do what? On all flesh. On all flesh. How many were in the upper room? About 120 or so. Okay, but uh, the spirit was poured out on all flesh. I'm going to read to you Acts 2:17. And it came to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. He says, I am pouring out my spirit right now to every single person in this room. Can we receive that? Amen. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. They shall prophesy. The miracle happened to everyone in the room. Turn to Acts 2.4. Acts 2.4. The miracle happened to everyone in the room. Acts 2 4. And they were all, not some, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God does not change, He wants to empower you today. Amen. He wants to empower you today so that you will bring forth what he's called you to bring forth so that you can tend to what he has spoken to you so that he can bring the increase. God wants to bring the increase in what he's birthed in you as well as long as you tend to it. See, we're gonna go back to 1 Samuel 2 because Hannah was barren but she prayed. Say, there are things in my life that may seem barren but I'm gonna pray and I'm going to give birth to my assignment okay we're going to go back I want to, let me go back as we give birth to our assignment and we tend to what God has spoken to us to tend to God's going to give the increase look at 1 Samuel 2 21 and the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and she bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Meanwhile, the, so while Samuel was in the house of Eli, the priest, being raised up, and while Hannah went yearly to give the robe that she would make for him every year because she was tending to what God birthed out of her. God gave her the increase, look at what he gave her. He opened up her womb again and again and again. He gave her more children because God is a God of increase because what you tend to will increase when you are in covenant with the Lord our God. When we are in covenant with him and we tend to what he has given birth In and through us, He is the one that will give the increase. Hallelujah! Who in this room has said, I have given birth to some things, but I must tend to them? Because as I tend to them, God's going to give the increase. Because we can't expect God to give the increase if we're not tending to what He birthed. Amen. The aha is going to happen. The revelation is going to happen. The spiritual insights happening right now. Dullness of hearing goes right now. Dullness of heart goes right now. And Father, as they hear, they're going to tend to it because they're going to know. As I tend, Lord, you give the increase. You're the God of the increase. You're the God of the increase. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes and amen. Yes, yes and amen. Exceedingly above. Come on, it's exceedingly above anything you ask you or imagine. The exceedingly above kind of God. The exceedingly above kind of God, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with one accord, they were with one accord, unity in the spirit is the blessings from from our father, right, when we're in unity in the spirit, the blessings of God can flow down, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord, and in one place, where are we right now, in one place, we're not scattered all about, we are in one place, unity falls blessings come forth and we are in one place one spirit one mind one place father i bless them to hear let the hear hear what the spirit of the lord is saying i thank you abba we are not of those that cannot hear from our heavenly father The voice of another we will not follow. We will hear you. We'll follow after you. And the blessings of God shall be upon our life. And our children. And our children's children. And our children's children's children. The thousands of generations.